All right, welcome back. We're here with Back in Session. We're your hosts. My name is Dimitri Sebastian. And I'm Wes Kendall. Welcome back, guys. All right, my man, what are we talking about today? All right, well, today we're going over energy. We're going over physical and mental energy, some of our experiences with this topic. Okay, so I guess when we're talking about energy, like I was thinking about it this morning. Like, what, what does your sleep schedule look like on an average week? We're being completely realistic here, not ideal. So not what I want my sleep schedule to look like. No, we're, we're talking real. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> I would say I get home from uh, my last training session around like 10 p.m., and then I'm in bed by like 11.30 Okay. And then uh, I'm usually up around 7 for, you know, getting ready for my training session and stuff like that, uh, which sounds great. It doesn't sound too bad. It doesn't sound that bad. It doesn't sound that bad. But, you know, I, according to my Fitbit and sleep tracker, I get up at least like four or five times at night. Oh, so you're not having restful sleep. No. You're having... Like, I, know, I don't get more than three hours in a row ever. Really? Yeah, like around three or four hours I'm up. Do you notice it or is it just tracking it? I mean, I notice it. I notice, I think I remember getting up to go to the bathroom like twice a night. I kind of just like for, probably forget about the other two Do you still times. Get, you get up twice a night to go to the bathroom? Not necessarily to pee. Just sometimes I'll just get up to like change my headspace. Does that make sense? It's yeah, just no, like I, I'm I, laying in bed. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not sleeping. And I'll get up. I'll like go in the bathroom, like, you know, put some water on my face. Or I'll just like walk out here and like... I feel like and chill for a little bit and then head back to bed. I don't I know. I feel like we need to like get you checked for like sleep apnea. Honestly, or I feel like we've we've we're, we might have just discovered <laughs> something. This was not intended initially, but it's like we need to go get you checked out. You know the um, PHA that we do every year. Yeah, every year they're like, "Are you sure you don't need like mental help or something like that?" Like, uh, or in regards perhaps. to that, I'm like, I don't know. It's I've like been doing it. <laughs> I can't even hear the demons screaming anymore. Like, they're, I mean, it's it's fine. You kind of just get used to them. They're your pals. Yeah. Okay. We're going to come back around full yeah, circle okay. that. We'll circle back. Because I'm sitting here thinking about this. I'm like, yeah, I have such a shitty sleep schedule. It's like, I wake up every hour to the screams of my enemies. No, no, no. <laughs> like three hours every three three or four. Because I was a... Uh, so typically for me, I'm I'm terrible about my sleep schedule. My problem is inconsistency. Yeah. Because typically, you know, I'll get out of work, I'll go to the gym, and then, uh, you know, I have like buddies from college, my girlfriend and stuff. Like we, I'm fortunate. Everyone wants to play video games with me. So that's what I do in my evenings instead of actually being productive. Right. And, uh, usually I'll be up until between, uh, 10 and midnight doing that or all like watching random shows and stuff Like people recommend stuff to me. And I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm going to do that instead of sleep. <laughs> and then, uh, when I wake up for work, um, my schedule is a little bit, uh, topsy turvy some days, but nine times out of 10, I'm waking up at about like six thirty seven. Right. So I'm getting about seven hours. When I was uh, in college, I was tracking my sleep really well, and I had like super bad anxiety and issues just because it wasn't even because the school was hard. I just had a lot of other dumb shit going on. Right. But I was realizing that same thing. It was I was waking up every couple of hours, and uh, I was essentially I was like, well, I think this might be an issue. So I went to a doctor and find out if I have sleep apnea or something, and they were like, no, you're just dumb. And then, uh, <laughs> but, <it> was, <laughs> but after Thanks, I got out, after I got out of school, um, it was fine. So I sleep through the night. Do you think um, it was like the anxiety or like... Oh, absolutely. You know, 
not not even anxiety, just like mental pressure that oh shit, I have this thing due tomorrow. Well, it was like uh, it was I had school going on. This is like my seniors. So I had school going on. Um, I uh, was with a girl long term, and our relationship was kind of coming to an end at that point. We lived together and had dogs, mm-hmm. and uh, I had you know ROTC, and I was trying to find a job before I got out of college. So it was just everything right. was like it was just everything pounding on you all at once. And like it, thinking back on it, it's just like okay, that wasn't that bad or mm-hmm. that serious but at the time it feels like the whole entire world's falling on top of you yeah and it's like this is this is it i'm gonna die and uh, so i think that was just like it was it's like wrecking your body, my sleep schedule it was like oh my god i am in a survival state i need exactly. to be awake doing exactly. things <laughs> i have one eye open at all times yeah like, i'm going to die right well nowadays it's like i i'm terrible at getting to sleep mm-hmm. but Oh my fucking god! Every morning, I just want to die because I'm so like I'm just comfortable. I want to be there. This is where I want to be forever. Right. So like I know that I'm getting like decent like restful sleep. But you know, even with your three hours every three hours, like what are your energy levels like throughout the day? Honestly, I have some higher energy levels to most people I know. Like mm-hmm. most people I come in contact with are you know being like, oh, I'm so exhausted from this. I'm so tired from that. I I, I do feel like that at times, but I would say for the most part, I'm not feeling that or expressing that at least nearly as much as other people around me. Okay. See, that's actually a perfect example. Cause I, so I'm getting a more consistent sleep than you right now, mm-hmm. but I'm fucking useless until probably 11. Like I'm a warm body. I'll do what you need me to do, but I'm not really running functionally until about like 11 in the morning. Right. So it's uh, it kind of brings up that conversation of like, okay, it's cool. So low energy levels, high energy levels. So would you consider yourself like a morning person? If I have to be, I can make myself like honestly. Anyone who's done time on active duty or on orders has like been forced to be a morning person. I mean, is it fun? Do I prefer it? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I mean, I think we can adapt to whichever version we have to do. Yeah, over time. Well, see, I'm the exact same way. It's like if I have to. Yeah. And uh, let me specify, have to. Yeah. <laughs> like something bad's gonna happen if I don't do it. Right. Like if I like promise my girlfriend, like yeah, we're gonna get up early and go on a hike. I I will totally turn my back on that plan by the time it comes morning time however like you know if i have like if i'm gonna lose my job or like someone's gonna get hurt or in trouble right. i'm gonna be up every single time so it's funny i'm i'm thinking to myself like so what do you think is considered like energy so you said you're like more of a high energy mm-hmm. person like do you consider it as like uh like you're tired versus um awake or are you thinking about it like physical mental like wh- like what is your version of like what is energy i would say like you have two different types of energy and like you have your physical like output and what you could do, you know, like in the gym or running or just like, you know, how much, uh, work capacity you have. And then you have your mental, uh, capacity as well. And from what, you know, very many major athletes and like high level, you know, fitness professionals have demonstrated is you, have more mental energy than physical energy in the short term. So like you'll see all these high level athletes, they're able to push themselves mentally farther than their bodies will go. And you'll see that because they'll get injured or like they'll hit failure and during an event or something like that. Yeah. So that's, that's what I can like those Navy SEAL guys, you know, <clears throat> David Goggins of the world. Who right. Are, you know, they're able to push their body past this extreme point. Mm-hmm. So whenever I think about energy, cause I, since I'm what I'd consider a lower energy individual, uh, like, you know, there's like the, the Tiggers of the world and there's the Eeyores of the world. Like Eeyore isn't wrong for right. being at the energy level he's no, at. It's, uh, it's, that's where I consider myself as, you know, like I'm there, I'm present, mm-hmm. but I have a much lower energy level 
than most people. Like I just don't get stoked on things right. as quickly as other people. And uh, I think that's uh, it's it's almost since it's more consistent for me, it's not that having a low energy level means you can't do it. I think it's good that you bring in that mental aspect mm-hmm. of like just because you're not you know super hyped to go to the gym, you go anyways because you have that mental capacity to say right. like, okay we're we're going to do it. You can push through. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that I think we're as a as a society we're uh, we have the morning people and we have like the night owl. So I'm more of an evening person. Right. I uh, I hit my stride in the middle of the day. And then by the time it's midnight, like, you know, we're talking like 8 p.m. to midnight, like I'm, that's actually when I'm dialed in. That's actually when I'd probably be the most useful. But, you know, as a, as a group, we've decided that we're going to uh, be awake during Nine the daylight five. hours. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people think like, oh, well, I guess I just suck. It's like, no, you, you don't. It's just mm-hmm. that we, as a society, we've agreed that we're going to function during these times. And uh, especially, you know, fortunately for people who are like more entrepreneurial or have jobs that allow for flexibility like that, they can make it happen. Right. Um, I think it's kind of working around that and deciding like, okay, how do we work with the energy we have at the time we have? Yeah. How do you maximize your potential and schedule, right? Yeah. That's, that's the best way to do it. And I mean, shit, I did the 23 and me thing recently you know i'm talking about the genetic test and it said that i am better more primed in later in the day than earlier in the day like genetically so that that is a factor as well you know it's not just like oh i'm lazy and i don't like to wake up early it's like some people are more genetically attuned to one direction or the other you know being more an early riser or like a later you know worker should i do the 23 me i've always been afraid to do it i mean like i'm owned by the government so i shouldn't be afraid to give away my dna <laughs> right but for some reason i'm just like someone's gonna own my dna i don't wanna did you think it was worth like the do you think it was worth it's it? cool i mean i like it because it makes me feel more comfortable like i used to think that i had to avoid carbs and be more afraid of them mm-hmm. but I realized I just didn't have enough muscle mass to put all those carbs I was eating. So, oh, so it tells you if you're like carb yeah, sensitive. It tells you like which foods your body has a better time using as energy. It tells you like, of course, you know, the, the basic level tells you just ancestry. Like I'm from this area and this area and this area. Yeah, like you're 12% Cherokee. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like <laughs> one sixteenth <laughs> Cherokee or something. I'm a warrior, damn it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it even tells you like muscle uh, type distribution, like mm-hmm. type one, type two. Did you see that? Did you find that it was relatively accurate as far as like a dieting stuff goes? So like if you followed it and w- w- do you think that it's accurate as far as like saying you're carb uh, sensitive or this, that, and the other? Yeah, I would, because I used to think that I was carb sensitive, but I was wrong. I was just in, I was just too fat and didn't have as much muscle. And once I realized that I wasn't afraid to eat them you know, in mm-hmm. my diet. And it's just like, it basically said, it's like, yeah, you can handle carbs or fat. You just shouldn't do both. And, but that's, I knew that anyways, you know, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like opening my eyes because I was like, it was that reassurance. Yeah. That reassurance. Um, what I thought was interesting was the, uh, muscle distribution because, uh, when Nicole did it, she, it said that she had type two muscle distribution for the most part. And what's type two, which is the explosive powerful desirable like athletic De- muscle <laughs> yes not the i'm a oh i can run a marathon muscle we like you guys too yeah i know right? <laughs> uh so she has plenty of that and then myself has the exact opposite they said i am not prone to being a strength or 
like a uh, power athlete. He'll be fucked up. Should have gotten yeah, this earlier. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, it makes sense because I don't really train for cardio in the run, but I train. I have mm-hmm. to train a lot for everything else. So what the 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 end take is? It gives you kind of an idea of stuff, but it's like it's not gospel. If no, you, it's not going to say you have to eat 160 grams of protein okay. to put a muscle. It, it won't says, tell you if that. you're if you're meant to be a distance runner, it's like yeah, well, I'm a strength athlete and I'm a hell of a sprinter. I know that genetics says this, but it's not. The, the eugenics tra- tra- um, craze isn't going to kind of kick back in because of yeah. this. How much was it? Like fifty bucks? I think it was a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to do for hundred bucks. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'll text it's, my mom. I'm sure that they'll come out with better versions in the future. And at that point in time, it's going to be like pretty groundbreaking. But well, apparently they have like a bunch of medical stuff with it. Like if you're like uh, possible of getting like dementia, like heart disease, stuff like that. And for people especially who like don't have good family lineage as far as like their medical stuff that can be really helpful just to keep an eye on things you're right and i kind of just glossed over that because i had no like tendencies to any of those things so that's cool good like for your health i mean good for me right <laughs> but i mean that's a good point if you had any uh of those i guess factors or you know risk factors mm-hmm. then it would be good to know okay. i was just i didn't pay attention to it because i'm lucky enough not to have any that popped out messy now i want to do it and it's gonna be like it's gonna be like you're gonna die that's you're predisposed to death it said like i have a slightly elevated risk of prostate cancer but i didn't have any dominant phenotypic expressions for that risk factor it was okay. only recessive so i thought that was kind of cool huh well i mean now i'm interested you know i'm gonna i'm gonna end up blowing 100 bucks on this bullshit <laughs> all right well, full circle but yeah the, uh, so we uh we were talking about this concept of energy levels we got our people right. who are kind of like you know sleepier during the day and they kind of wake up at night mm-hmm. and there's the people who are just lucky like there's the morning people like my mother my she is up at like the break of dawn right. and she's just ready to freaking roll all day long and but then at night she's dead like there's just she's not a, someone who stays up late and i'm personally jealous of her because she's super high functioning so we talked about this whole concept of input input equals energy output so you know the people who say like go take go on a run go work out and that's gonna you know give, give you, you more energy. give you more energy i think i want to hear your your theory on this wait wait, wait. one second i want to go back to this morning night people thing oh, okay what's up <laughs> because yes i want to get into the input output and that's a good one oh, no, you're, we're you're gonna good. we're gonna have fun with that one but the morning and night people thing i th- which one which where do you feel better working out? Do you feel better at that 6 a.m. PT session or do you feel better like after lunch where you've had some calories in you and you can go? Oh, I have hard. a very strong opinion on this yeah. because fuck morning lifts. Yeah. I, I will not. I, I, um, if you if you lift in the morning and your day is awesome, great. I tried for, I shit you not, oh, it was like three or four months. Like I gave right. this like, a serious effort. Right. I woke up like an hour and a half early drove to the gym mm-hmm. worked out took a shower went to work and it messed my day up every single day i was what happened i was exhausted i okay. was cranky i was it's, were you hungry uh, i don't even know if it's like cause i wasn't dieting at that point i was okay. still doing like bulking right so like i, I was never hungry they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. doing it right then yeah <laughs> the, uh, so, but I, I mean like it's just I can do runs because obviously PT you go on your run and uh, we talked about this before I was uh, when I was in college I had you know I'd wake up at five go on a run mm-hmm. nap for an hour because I was a cranky bitch mm-hmm. go to school go to work get home at 10 sleep for five hours it wasn't perfect but it worked for me right um, but with uh, the sleeping seven to eight hours waking up working out going through a work day by the end of the day I was just a wreck so what I prefer and what just works for me in general is like it has to be it has to be after 
like noon. Right. Any time after that is fine. I wouldn't say I would say probably my best workouts are in the evening if I was going around six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't work great for my schedule. And also my sleep schedule is kind of it's iffy for me sometimes if I like get a little too like high fee, then now it's like hard for me to sleep. But you know, right. usually I get tired. Um, but I'm 100 percent working out in the evening it's uh that's typically i'm hitting it around like five these days which is unfortunate because that's when the gym gets crowded and like it's it's everyone's best time gym happy hour <laughs> i know right but you know more or less that's but that it, i'm willing to deal with it because that is the perfect time of the day for me mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the same way i feel like the being fed contributes to a much more intense workout that's probably what it is it's probably yeah. like if you have like food sitting in your stomach all day like you know yeah. you've got your your livers pumping everything's moving Mm-hmm. yeah I, I, the fat I can do I can do fasted cardio yeah no problem. I don't mind that at all that's fine I actually prefer it because uh, when I first joined the army like every single run when I threw up every single freaking oh, man. run <laughs> and uh, so I stopped eating before yeah. PT and people were like you should have some toast with some honey on it I'm like I will find a way to throw it up mm-hmm. I will figure it out don't worry the, uh, I can drink no water and it'll still throw up but um, so that's where I got good at fasted cardio I'm just right. used to it you just get lightheaded for a minute but once wait you for the of, blood sugar yeah, to exactly. stabilize once, once you, but i mean as i got like better now i'm fine with it like i'll uh i can do like some gummies or like a piece of toast with something on it but yeah um in the beginning no fucking way <laughs> but uh fast cardio is like i think it's great yeah so in the morning a morning fasted cardio if you're doing a cut i think that's an incredible way to start your day if you oh, have yeah. the time for it and you have the the willpower to if you wake up get that fasted cardio in just like hit a treadmill even or hit a, a regular one it's obviously always a little bit better you know sands your knees mm-hmm. but if you're doing a cut that's just uh it's an all it's good for energy levels too right because you you run you open everything up facet then you eat breakfast mm-hmm. like it just hits different it does it really does and that's why i think that you know there is something behind this workout input equals energy output mm-hmm. thing you know it's like we have we've all heard the term where it's like you know if you work out more then you have more energy and then you go and crush like an intense leg day and then you feel like death the rest of the day. Oh, hell so yeah. we've all been the, there, right? The rest of the day, the next yeah. two days. Yeah. <laughs> right. Have, have you ever had one of those workouts where it's like um, afterwards you just, you feel like trash for a while? Oh man. I, well, I'm like the worst about knowing when I'm sick, especially, yeah. especially when it's coming on. So like, and for some reason, every time before I get sick, I hit like a heavy like leg day. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like in a fog all day. Like you're, cause you're, it's, it's really a heavy shock. Like you're uh your system yeah your central like, nervous your system central nervous system is like oh shit like we just like took something on yep. and then like when you're getting sick or like you're not getting those calories you know something like mm-hmm. you're just like you're walking around your brain just like are, wait are we are we dying like, is something <laughs> is something bad happening it's like, wow, we gotta recover from like, this we need, a, we need a nap or we need a fight right yeah exactly yeah man like everyone's experienced that and at that point in time it's like are you really you know having more energy than you know if you didn't work out because it doesn't feel like it when you're exhausted after a heavy leg day. But this is where I feel like it plays out. Say you're used to waking up every morning for your fasted cardio, mm-hmm. and then at 5 p.m. after work, you go and lift. And that's like your Monday through Friday for however long. And say one week on a Wednesday or Thursday, you can't do that, and you miss your cardio in the morning, and then by the time 5 p.m. hits, you have to stay late at work and you can't make it to the gym. I guarantee you, your energy level is going to be through the roof because your you body's expecting those two workouts and you mm-hmm. didn't do them. Oh man, if I don't if I don't work out, like even even on like my weekends, I usually take the weekends off. I work out all week and I take the weekend off just to you know live life. Right. But uh, it's my it's like sleep your body's schedule used to that. gets jacked up sometimes, mm-hmm. especially if I miss on like a, a, a Thursday. If I right. just don't work out Thursday, it doesn't happen. 
I'm I'm laying in bed, I'm staring at the roof, and I'm wishing that like everything would just go away. Yeah. Because you're right, it's like your body gets onto a it gets onto a schedule, just mm-hmm. like your sleep schedule. But none of us follow a sleep schedule like these <laughs> days. That's the problem too. They they say that if you uh, if you want to sleep better, it's like go to bed at the same time, What's wake that? up at the same time. Don't bring your phone into bed. Nah. Don't do this. Like, what are you, my mother? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know my life. What are you, the fun police? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you'll sleep better. It's like, well, maybe I don't want to. Yeah, it's not. Is it worth it? Is it? Is it? Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. So I think I think that the the old-fashioned statement is like you know a uh, body emotion stays in motion mm-hmm. and i think that people look at it incorrectly and i think people who do work out get it people right. who are athletes get it it's the it's the people who are kind of just getting into it and they're just learning about their bodies and physicality and stuff and when you tell them if you work out you're going to have more energy and they're going to look at you and be like i think everything you're saying is a lie now right. because i can empirically prove that what you're saying is incorrect <laughs> right because i feel like shit and i laid on you know in bed after my leg day for like hours exactly you know? <laughs> it's like because your body hasn't caught up to what's going on right and uh, i mean in if you want to freaking get into the slippery slope of talking about how chairs are killing us mm-hmm. like you know i sit at a desk all day um that's what i you know do for work and it's it's terrible yes. it's terrible for your body your body's getting into a sedentary state it's hard it doesn't need energy you're sitting on your ass you're bent in half not being able to get blood flow to your damn legs have so. you ever tried like a standing desk? So I did. Um, I had a, my last job. I got like a doctor's note. My back was having some issues. And uh, I found that I didn't use it nearly as much as I should have. Okay. But I would say that it was great for my back because when my back would start to hurt, I'd stand up. If I was the manager of a business, I would not like be, I don't know if you like those new age ones. Where, like, we don't have chairs here. We all stand. Like, <laughs> Yikes. fuck that guy. Because, like, <laughs> if, if someone Yikes. made me stand all day, all week to do my desk job, I would be pissed well because like i'm sitting there like i usually have like two screens like a notebook in front of me this that and other i'm 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 working i'm a, I'm a very hands-on with all of my stuff if i do that standing you've just added it's you've created some balance issues you made it more difficult for me to do my job i mean it's but it's you're at a desk your job is to do desk work so i think standing as an option is awesome right. especially the ones that go up and down it helps with a lot of things but at the same time i understand why people don't want to do their test job standing all day yeah screw eight hours of that that'd be a lot oh, that'd be terrible it's actually that's bad for you too like oh right. like like nurses and they're uh you know they all have like the orthopedic shoes yeah, and all stuff insoles. Like, and they're it's funny because you see like young nurses and they look great for like the first like <laughs> like several years and they're just like freaking they're they're healthy their skin's going because they're moving still and everything and then like we all get to the end of the race and like every nurse these days looks so tired yeah <laughs> it's like yeah because they are freaking hustling all the time they don't get to sit a lot that's why they're freaking they're they're looking tired yeah i think that's uh i think that's something that we need to like appreciate that there's a there's an in between <laughs> oh god don't get me started i feel bad for them yeah yeah uh, i think that I think nurses are, I think nurses are great. They get paid great. Yeah. But at the same time, I think there's just a severe lack of like appreciation. I blame like the fifties. You have like mm-hmm. the cute nurses outfit and like, Oh yeah. my God, she's so hot and fun. It's like, no, like she's busting her ass back there, man. Like, man, like the doctor looks at your, your piece of paper and you're like, yeah, I don't know. Give him some of the medicines. <laughs> it's like, you almost died, dude. I'm pretty sure the nurse covered it. Yeah. So holding the doctor's hand. I know. Right. Like, well, I mean, my mom works at a hospital and she, has mentioned that man she's like the doctors don't know what the fuck they're talking about half the time like they're just they're hanging out they're, they're having a good time like yeah. yeah like i'm gonna cure your disease <laughs> like, who is this again but it's like oh rock stars here everyone everyone yeah. everyone have a great day <laughs> we're all healed <laughs> oh thank you doctor so i think it's a i think that it's a balance right at the end of the day like we if you know you know if you don't like push through it yeah i think that's one of the hardest things to tell people is like you know you're feeling tired okay right 
I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what to do for you. Like, you're just going to have to, you're going to have to like wrap your head around that. Right. And it's like, that's the thing that people need to realize is, you know, with this workout input equals energy output, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It's like once your body gets used to that consistency and that habit, mm-hmm. you start to output that energy because your body's used to you having to perform at that exactly. on a daily basis. Like when I worked uh, in sales, I was like on my feet all day, you know, kind of like the nurse or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, I couldn't sit on the couch and watch, you know, a binge TV series because i was so used to being on my feet all day i would just get antsy and i yeah. have to like stand up mm-hmm. and i'm like you know people would be like why don't you sit on the couch relax watch the show i'm like i can't i've been sitting down for an hour i gotta stand up that that would happen to me all the time when i was uh, i was selling cars yeah and uh I'd, I'd go places like after work like and my girlfriend at the time was always just like let's go socialize like oh great that's what i did all day thank god yeah. and then uh they would be at like a, a house right. party and i'd be like standing in a corner like why don't you take a seat it's like I, I i'm going to get stressed out right if i have to sit so just leave me in my corner acting like a weirdo please thank you <laughs> besides the the whole like working out gain energy like what, what's your opinions on you know like diet as far as energy goes i think there's the obvious answers like if you're eating like country like what is it kfc mm-hmm. if you're eating you know pizza every single day you're gonna feel like shit you're gonna feel tired lethargic like heavy carbs heavy fats equals sleepies but right i think that that's obvious like what's the the more subtle intricate subtle parts of that i mean it's all about fuel sources you have to talk about you know if you're if you're saying you're fueling your body with kfc and mcdonald's all the time yes you are giving yourself your more energy than you're going to burn obviously but because of a bunch of hormonal reactions your body can't use those calories correctly so i think you have to pick the right fuel source to to feel a lot of energy like think about if you have a really long race like <laughs> That's funny. I haven't done one of those in a while by yeah. choice. Right. <laughs> but like if you're doing a really long race, more than like an hour, you know, it's like you have to have some type of fuel source either, you know, that you've been uh, loading the night and days before or something to eat during that exercise because your body burns carbs primarily primarily for energy unless you teach it to burn fat. And just as an American in general, unless you're like some kind of keto, you know, fasting person, your body doesn't even know how to burn fat because it's probably never had to do it before. You've been eating so many carbs your whole life. Best so, damn country in the world. Yeah, it's like, cool. yeah, I mean, how, how often do does the average American like fast or, you know, go restrict their, their eating by choice? Doesn't well, happen, that's right? A, that is actually something that was the biggest thing I noticed when I actually started paying attention to my diet. Holy shit, I only ate carbs. Right. You just it's just it's just normal. Growing up, everything had breading on it, everything had it was a sandwich, bread. This right. bread. You're gonna eat some soup, here's some bread. Pasta, garlic bread. Mm-hmm. It was already carbs in the first place. <laughs> oh, you ordered this dish, uh, this Asian dish. We'll give you a whole carton of rice. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, actually, you're right. It's like, hey, you, <laughs> you got some noodles with some beef in it. Here's some white rice. Yeah, to exactly. Go with that, it's it's uh, it's a very. I think that's one of the hardest things, and that's why you know the Europeans always give a shit. And they're like, Americans are so fat. It's because we have to include an additional carb with everything, right? And uh, I think it's because we're just a very hungry people. It's a, I mean, there's economic reasons for it, but it, there's a lot of we people love that if they don't get that additional carb with their meal, they're going to be hungry and they're going to be pissed off with what they ordered, right? So you provide a cheap carb on the side of it. Yeah, and that's like it's not you're not eating it because you need the energy. You're eating it because your body has a hormonal desire for it. You know, it's creating this this uh, response where you're craving it. So 
I guess to get back on topic on like how to fuel your body for energy, what you have to do is first figure out what type of energy you're using for your workout. Like if you're doing the long race like I'm talking about, your body eventually switches from burning carbs to burning fat. So you either have to fuel yourself with more carbs to keep up your energy levels or you have to teach your body to burn fat for energy, which is a whole other process we'll have to get into later. So that, that's what I mean. It's like providing that quick fuel your body can use. Now, think about like when we were at our, you know, did any FTX, right? You're out in the field all day, right? Yeah. Now, what happens like when everyone's tired, sleep deprived, not feeling good, they forget to eat, right? Everyone forgets to eat because they're feeling bad. Okay. <laughs> Some people forget to eat yeah, no, because always, they're feeling bad for it's themselves. It's always the leadership. The leadership's sitting there like not eating. Their freaking brain's fried because they're worried right. about a thousand things. And they're too to busy to eat. To eat these Skittles. Right. And it's like their their energy levels just start dropping and, it's not be, and more than the people around them. And it's not because they didn't get as much sleep as their soldiers. Mm-hmm. It's because they're not fueling themselves. And it's crazy. Once you have that meal, like your energy levels just like come back. Like you, it's like, what the fuck? I just, you know, plug myself yeah. into the wall charger or something. It's crazy, man. It's, yeah. uh, it's, you have sleep and you need that, but the food is the gas tank at the end of the right. day. And, uh, it's, it's always funny because people, I, I so we always talk shit on McDonald's and right. it's always so funny because I always like to talk about the time that Usain Bolt was in China and all he ate was chicken nuggets. Yes. And it's so funny because at the end of the day, it is a calories in, calories out sort right. of deal. It is. Like you, um, you, you can make it happen with these super odd, super unintuitive sources, but it all depends on your output. So if it's funny because you'll look on uh, you know, YouTube at these like Fitzbos and stuff and they'll be like, that guy is clearly on steroids mm-hmm. because he's eating like shit on his youtube channel first of all he's just showing you what he wants you to see you don't know like he probably like didn't eat shit else the rest of the day because he, that he ruined his macros right. for that shot and uh, the or second thing is but chicken exactly every meal before that exactly and uh but i think we need to consider is that you know their job is to work out so they're putting in like a two a day every single day and they're and they they can afford you know three thousand calories a day or something because of how hard they're hitting it right yeah they can kind of eat some garbage and that's something i even tell people who are struggling with uh you know fitness and stuff it's like look the reason you are fat and tired is because you don't do anything and you're just stuffing your face mm-hmm. and it's a uh, it's it's kind of this awkward thing that i feel like a lot of people don't appreciate is that what you need to sometimes we need to do to have energy is to not eat like that's something that was really hard for me when i was losing weight is that you know the concept eat equals fuel so food was what was getting me energy so when i started the dieting i was tired all the time because i wasn't eating because i had that desire like the the chemical reaction like you need more food you're exhausted now if i if i I, i'm in a pretty like severe cut right now i feel great pretty much all the time i feel hungry Right. But I feel I feel great. The second I have, like, I hit the weekend and I want to go like hang out with friends and have something like uh, kind of heavy, I, I suddenly just feel like crap. My body, I, it shuts down because I have too much fuel at that point. Right. And it's a really weird line to walk. It's a balance. And you're leaving out one critical part though. You're eating protein. That's the thing. Hell like yeah, the people who the people who think don't don't get us wrong, guys. You can't not eat anything and lose weight. You have to restrict calories but still eat protein. If you're forgetting to hit like your minimum intake, then you're gonna lose muscle instead of fat. And like I see it every week. Clients come into the gym and we do our body scans and I can tell right off the bat 
who's eating enough protein and who's not because the weight that they're losing is coming from the wrong place. I feel attacked. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 well, actually super true with the goals. I've, I always look. I love to look at my uh, my calories and calories are for like my protein stuff. Like fifty percent of what I eat is protein. Right. At the end of the day, that's what I'm stoked about. I get home to eat. Like I am literally going to eat. Like you know, what my dinner was last night. It was nine ounces of steak and sauerkraut. And then I had yeah. broccoli available if I was like still hungry for like some volume. Yeah. And, uh, and I wasn't at all. I wasn't hungry at all. I ate that, ate sauerkraut. And I was just like, I, and I was, you know, like, uh, you ever seen those videos, like those golden retrievers have to eat and do like the tippy tappies. Like that was me like in front of the grill. <laughs> I was just like, so okay. stoked. Like, yes. I was just, yes, we're going to get to eat my steak. That's how, that's how you know that you're, you're about this life is yeah, when you're, you're excited for that steak or chicken meal. <laughs> but it took years for my body to right. like, get on board. It, it's like, it's literally changing your gut biome to right. say like, you know, you have all these bacteria in there that say, we need carbs, we need carbs. Mm-hmm. Well, then they start to die off and you don't get those carbs. Then you get the protein guys in there. Your flora is suddenly saying, like, this is what we want. This is right. what we crave. I don't crave pasta and garlic bread like I used to. Like, I would have freaking, like, died for that years mm-hmm. ago. And I still do. It's still good. But I get bloated and I feel like, ugh, afterwards. Yeah, it's like the bad feeling is almost makes it not worth it. Exactly. It's like the hangover. Yeah. It's like you start yeah. getting older when you're, like, in your young 20s. It's like, let's get fucking drunk. <laughs> and, like, you're, never, you're not going to be hungry. You'll wake up. You feel fine. Maybe some, maybe a little bit dehydrated. Nowadays, it's like I have to, like, strategically plan drinking. Right. Because I'm like, okay. Well, I got to work tomorrow. So do I want to be a piece of shit or do I want to? Oh, God. Don't give me shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, are you going to the happy hour tonight? It's like, no. <laughs> Get, yeah. get, the, get away from me <laughs> yeah going to the bar you know oh god and the squat rack oh god oh god <laughs> my bar versus your bar so how does it like do you think that stimulants as far as like caffeine pre-workout stuff like that do you think it has an effect on your overall energy level as far as like long-term short-term yes and no i've definitely overdone it on the stimulants before for Who like hasn't? workouts right <laughs> yeah i mean like especially i don't know what it is just getting older or like wiser but i don't overdo it on the the cap like the 300 milligram drinks and shakes and stuff like that i i don't do those unless i really need them mm-hmm. because i've noticed that sometimes i'll get overstimulated for like those bigger exercises like i won't be able i'll feel like my heart is beating too fast where i won't be able to come down in heart rate enough where i can really push it the next set does that make sense so basically you give yourself too much of a front load of energy that you overdo it and then i can't recover enough in the right amount of time to push it on my next set so your your stimulant makes you think that you're a big badass but really what you've (laughs) done is like ruin the back half of your workout right i like to call it like your pre-workout's lying to you bro (laughs) you're pushing too hard (laughs) yeah man i think that's a for me it's taking the two weeks off of the caffeine was actually good for me because like i started realizing how late i was taking mm-hmm. my caffeine in the day right so i had like my coffee in the morning and uh like i i, I make my own cold brew at home you know nice. starbucks awesome. is like cutting it with like water and stuff so like and now i'm taking that shit straight like, <laughs> and so i was taking a lot of caffeine in the morning yeah and then uh, i'd get out of work and i'm like taking pre-workout around like four or five and i'm taking like a, you know like a fat scoop of pre-workout and i didn't think i realized it but it was having a pretty serious effect on my sleep schedule which right. was then fucking up my long-term energy levels because you know i can't remember what the half-life on um six hours. six hours yeah yep. so six hours you know i take it at five like how the hell am i supposed to expect to sleep well i still have you know six hours half-life that means there's still half the caffeine in my body right at that point how can i plus ever any caffeine you had earlier in the day too is still in your exactly. system exactly so i'm flooded with caffeine i'm trying to sleep i'm sitting there we're like why is this happening it's like hey, come on idiot idiot it's like what, what do you what do you think mm-hmm. so i think that uh caffeine and stuff like that it's it's one of those things like it's a double-edged sword right 
And uh, I think a lot of us, especially with the pre-workout, they always tell you to cycle it. And people are like, oh, no, I'm fine. I take it every single day. And they start going up to two scoops. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, look, the reason you're cycling off of it is not because we're trying to ruin your workout. Right. It's because it's no longer working anymore. Yeah, like, if you take two scoops every day, how much of a stimulant boost are you actually getting? You're just being normal at that point. Exactly. You're just yeah. Now you're just feeding your addiction. And yeah. that's uh, at that point, it's like, okay, is caffeine like the worst addiction you can have? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But... How, how is this actually constructive for you at that point? Right. No, I completely agree on that. Like, and then even the research says that if you don't let your central nervous system recover, like say someone is lifting, you know, on a consistent basis, they're doing their pre-workout and let's just throw one more thing on top. They're also doing, they have a prescription for Adderall and they're taking that as well. You're hammering your central nervous system three times a day every day and i promise you you are not recovering from all that your your workouts your your body is prioritizing recovering from those stimulants before building muscle because building muscle isn't a life saving activity it's a convenience well guess what living on the crazy train is a very specific lifestyle <laughs> if you don't want to be on it get on out right <laughs> which which is why it sucks because the best pre workouts ever made had meth in it and those ones were, I, I swear, I had the best pre, best workouts of my life on those pre-workouts. I mean, I, yeah, FDA fucking yeah, no, right? ruined our good time. Jack 3D, I miss you so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> like if you cry every time. Right. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a total mess, but it's, I think it, it get full circle. It's balance. How are we right. going to end every single topic? But, uh, I, you know, I think that caffeine's great. I think it's a, I think it's awesome. I just like the taste of coffee. But at the end of the day, like, I actually stopped taking pre-workouts for my workouts entirely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that it's gotten, I think I'm better for it. Right. Like, I have my lifts, like, been a little bit less dynamic at times where I think I would have gotten more out of it. Uh, yeah, but... Do you think that you'll still use it like time to time? Like say you have a shitty night of sleep or you're like, oh man, um, I got to crush this session and I'm kind of feeling sick today. Do you think I'll still use it? I think I'm definitely going to use it for like more of a motivation thing. Like it's like a kick in the ass. Right. I think it's a, especially when you're having those days where you're just like, yeah, I really just don't feel like it. I'm not really hyped about this. I think it's a really good potential for like, you know, I think it may, it'll make it better. Right. You get that, beta, you know, the beta alanine, and you got your caffeine, like you haven't had that in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like it becomes a serious kick in the ass, like instead of being like a, a regular part of the ritual. Right. I mean, if unless I'm being like sponsored or something, like it's just like, there's no reason. <laughs> yeah. So, unless uh, Gat Nutrition wants to sponsor us with yeah, Nitroflex exactly. pre-workout. Uh, take it every single day at yes. all times. Um, uh, I take it before bed. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, here's today. my discount code. Yeah. Discount code. Uh, ring the bell. Ding. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because we were talking about like it's all physical. It's uh, you're talking about you've got your caffeine, you've got your working out and everything. But like how often do you find yourself like mentally burning out? Um, about once a month after drill weekend. What about you? Wow. Are we, are we on the same cycle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, like our, it's like our period. Right. <laughs> I just it don't feel be. like it. Yeah. It's well, just besides like, like is that month to month thing, I would say like probably every like 
eight to 12 months, mm-hmm. I just completely, like, you just, like, go to the gym, and you're just sitting there, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You just have that complete, like, mental burnout where you're just like, what the, oh, my God. So it's like you have the physical energy, but just the mental energy Exactly. In I would almost say it affects your physical energy. Like, nothing's moving. You're feeling bad. You're tired. And you kind of, like, start, I think people always consider energy level as something like, okay, cool, what can I physically do? Right. But I don't think a, a lot to look of people uh, think about that, you know, like you have a brain in there and that mm-hmm. also is how you, you get bored, you get tired, you start getting frustrated, especially like during plateaus. Um, I don't think uh, mental burnout is something that we talk about a lot, like with your clients and stuff, like how often do you think you see them going through mental burnouts? Yeah, I think you're right about like that once a year, you know, type of thing. I'd mm-hmm. say everyone or not everyone, but people that I've been come in contact with and myself included have like a downtime. For me, it's around like mid June through July. I always feel a little down like every year, just like less motivated, uh, less mental, physical energy, less like uh, intensity on, you know, really focusing on those positive building habits, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and shit, that's something that I think, do you experience that? Is that what you feel like? I mean, yeah, I think it's uh for I think for me it's I think it's interesting that you said like it's in like June or July because I don't actually have a, a I'm wondering why like is it hot is it hot girl summer just hitting you too hard or something it's uh, I'm wondering oh I think it might be because like when I was younger um, every summer. I would get in trouble like at the end of the year because like I didn't I didn't have good enough grades or something mm, like that. Okay, my dad so the, would get pissed. You and just rolled into it. I rolled into it and then it'd be like, oh man, he's gonna make me do all this work over the summer now or something like that. These you are, these are like, the sad times. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's just kind of been a, a theme in my life. Yeah, I think I don't even I don't know. Mine, I would say mine is almost always uh, like boredom related. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's I just get tired. I get bored. And then I, I'm I'm the kind of person who I just get like agitated when I'm bored. So if this uh, working out for me is no longer something that I just I do because I ha- I I have a goal or anything, I just right. do it like because. Right. So I feel like it's around that time it's usually like that's around the time I switch it up. Usually I'm like doing like powerlifting, then I'll switch to like we I recently switched to more fresh. of like an aesthetic yeah. thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that's good and bad depending on what you're trying to do. Right. Um, because as we all know, like fitness is a process, it's a lifestyle. Like you have to. You know, it's going to take years to mm-hmm. ever really get to where you want to be if you have an actual like goal in mind. But for me, you know, getting back on track is not super difficult now, right? Because I, I will, I will actually just take like sometimes I'll just take like a week off. I'll just decide like I'll hit that time where I'm just sick and tired of what I'm doing, and I will just stop doing it for a while. And uh, it was, I really want to get back into this, but like there was the last time it happened to me. I, I was working out. I was just like, I, I hate this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. This is dumb. And I just, I stopped lifting for like almost three weeks. And all I did was like Brazilian jiu-jitsu for like three weeks. That's and pretty cool. I, I had so much fun and I, I really need to get, I want to get back into it. It's, it's hard with my schedule right now. Uh, I could definitely find the time, but I just haven't committed it. Right. But it was just, it was, I completely changed the script and that's like how I kind of like get out of it. It's just, instead of like literally throwing everything away and saying, let's have to do it, like just set do it down. new walk away from it right take a vacation like taking a vacation from work take a vacation from your hobby if so if it's not fun anymore don't do it yeah you're ruining it if you're just going to do it for for the act not for the pleasure of it mm-hmm. because then that's the whole point of the hobby in the first place it's supposed to be fun and right. if it's not fun then don't do it but it, and again it's like okay for some people like fitness isn't a hobby for them it's like it's it's a task right but there's no problem with taking time off and then coming back to it recharged. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean don't do anything physical. It's just like literally 
do something. To, and that's that's what was my like. What do you what do you do when you have like burnouts? What have you responded to during your hot girl blue, hot girl summer blues? <laughs> I mean, I think that's when I really like it forces me to really dig down and figure out what my specific goals and motivations are because it's like it's easy to be motivated and show up to the gym and do the right things when you're like feeling good about Mm -hmm. it but it's like i feel like that's when you really have to find your meaningful motivation or why in the the reason why you're doing it if fitness isn't like just a passion for you say it's like you know it's not fitness say it's like studying for your um doctorate or something like that you know going like continuing your education and you don't really feel like doing it you have to kind of you have to find out what makes you want to do it more than failing yeah sometimes like you have to get get back to the beginning right yes you almost have to like negotiate with yourself because you're like you just said it earlier you have a brain in there it's like Mm -hmm. a version of you that you have to negotiate with and figure out what it's going to take to to have you continue to do small amounts of work on it and make progress yeah like if that's you know hey i'm going to get my favorite starbucks drink first and then after that i'm going to do the studying you know it's like if you if you do something you know that's going to allow you to mentally commit to it then that's that's what i have to find and that's what i do to get refocused and re-energized i think it also comes down to like accepting failure right i think that's one of the biggest things that uh, i was talking to a co-worker and uh i will forever laugh at how many people at work do keto and uh, he, he was doing keto for quite a while. And he actually was losing weight. He's looking good. And uh, suddenly he stopped doing it. And that was around the time that I also quit on it. I was right. like, this is dumb. So it's like I, I was totally on board. I was like, yeah, screw this. Let's go eat carbs. Yeah. But then I got back on like a regular diet. And I was saying like, cool, I'm still like I have some, I have weight loss goals. So I'm going to like I took like my my three days of debauchery. And then I just got back on the program. And uh, he every single week, he, he for some reason likes to bring it up himself. Right. And then he'll explain why he's not doing it. And uh, he's like, well, you know, my kid's birthday is this weekend or last week and my parents were in town. And I'm like, look, dude, it is totally fine to have cheat days. Right. It is totally fine to have slip ups. But that is not an excuse for every other day of the week. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like, I have a poverty diet all week long. And then on the weekends, I typically kind of cut loose. Right. And that's, is that the best way to do it? No, not particularly, but it's It's sustainable and it works for me and Mm -hmm. I'm still on track with my goals at at a slower rate than I probably could. And that's what's important though, is that Mm -hmm. lifestyle commitment and, you know, that consistency. Yeah. So I I think a burnout is not an excuse to like jump off the wagon or a slip up is excuse to jump off the wagon. I agree. And I also think that the people who turn those slip ups and those speed bumps into just another step along the path are the ones who make it long term. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any like activities you like to do when you're like going through your, I'm just, I'm not messy. Now I'm stuck on your hot girl summer blues. Like, <laughs> it's just every single summer you're just in, okay. in the corner, like over it. <laughs> well, actually, yes. Yeah. So I, I know what you're talking about on this one. I mean, I, I actually have like a, um, a planner journal that I will use per, uh, periodically when I'm like really need to do something productively or I'm like struggling with like motivation. Mm-hmm. So what a, it does, a planner's journal, a planner slash journal. Okay. Okay. So it's it. like, it has like a schedule and it also has like on the second page, it has like, what are your goals for the day? What did you do? Well, what oh, didn't you that. do good? I love you when know? people do that. They have like their, th- their three things you need to do today. Did I succeed on yes. those? Like this, that, and the other. Yeah. It has like your wrap up for the day mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, 
I noticed that when I have a lot going on and I'm like, shit, how am I gonna get everything done tomorrow? If I fill that that's planner out the night before, I hit almost every single thing on there. And I also notice if I'm not motivated to like, and I don't have the energy to do the these horrible tasks that I have to do the next day, mm-hmm. I'm a lot more likely to like drone through it if I you know, stay on top of that and like write out what I'm supposed to do the night before. So you almost find that what refocuses you is just getting really organized. Yes. And making it more of like a process instead of like a decision. Right. Make it a ritual. And it's like it, it, I don't have to do it forever. I just have to do it till I'm back on track and then I could ride that out for months. Okay. So you know why I like that is because I'm the exact opposite. Like my way of refocusing is that I almost always just completely go like off the reservation. Mm -hmm. I go full, I go off the deep end as far as like, if I'm, my life is so regimented, I have this way of doing things, I eat like the same foods every single day, yeah. and 90% of the time I'm fine with it. And then suddenly I have a problem and I'm burnt out on it. Like, how, how do I get back on track? I usually let myself just completely do whatever right. I want. It's usually, I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm screwing off, I'm playing video games till late at night, I'm eating like shit, mm-hmm. I'm going out and doing random stuff, spending too much money on dumb things. Doing hood rat shit. Exactly, hood rat yeah. shit with my friends. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, but, so usually I can, I do that for three to like five days. Right. And then I always feel like crap, mm-hmm. and then that gets me right back on, on track. And it's, and you, the thing is, giving up three to five days to, be an asshole and refocus that's fine right. it's just it's in the in the grand scheme of things like what percentage of your year is that right almost none so it's uh it's i think it's a really great way for me yeah to where i that's how i get refocused get things back together is like i allow myself like i say like i take the leash off and i'm mm-hmm. just like go like you let yeah. your freaking dog run the field just you like just do whatever, just go you, do want. whatever yeah. you want go crazy yeah and that is probably the one of the things that's kept me sane is Sometimes I don't I like even that. need to do it. Sometimes I literally just the fact that I know that I can. Yeah. No one's making me do this but me. Mm-hmm. That that actually gives me a little bit more flexibility. That's pretty awesome. And I think that's a, I think there's that, that's it's good that there's two ways of doing. It. Like some people like they just how how do they refocus? They step back, they get a plan, they get to do it. And some people they just need to go like stop off they just need bit. to fuck off for a bit yeah because you know like i was that freaking add kid who was like i couldn't sit still during fifth grade mm-hmm. and uh it was it, it's i think that's i think that's it's good that there's multiple ways to do it i think right. we understand that i hate the people who like one size fits all it mm-hmm. you know you're uh the people who have their self-help books that have like one way of doing things just a belief that's all it is yeah exactly it worked for you yeah i'm glad you wrote a book about it i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people who agree with that mm-hmm but for a lot of people now they're wasting 20 bucks on your book that's never actually going to work for them. Right. Um we were actually having a bit of a debate about this before. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people with their refocusing it comes down to like activities like changing things up, they're going to go right. like hang out with friends, they're going to, you know, get a journal. How do you feel about meditation? Uh yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it's a good discipline and I get the idea like where you're learning how to be present in the moment, right? And I I really respect that, and I I f- wish that I could like make it more of a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly I've gone like I think the best I've gone on like the Headspace app, you know, like the meditating yeah, app. I've gone like over a month consistently meditating before for periods of times in my life. But what I've noticed is like I get a very similar uh, experience in the gym working out, Mm -hmm. especially with cardio. Yeah. It's almost identical. I could say I'm like with and present with myself feeling all the things that the headspace app says I'm supposed to be feeling. Yeah. And it's like, that's where 
I feel like I get a lot of my uh, mental clarity and organization done is during those cardio sessions or like the later half of my workout in the gym. So I think that's actually a super good way of meditation basically being like it's an activity that you're just doing consistently. Yeah. Clearing your head. Right. You have to sit there and ohm because that's a that's one of the things that I think is hilarious right now is like every like YouTuber podcast person anyone who would speak on the subject they all seem to say that they meditate mm-hmm. and it's like i can't i personally don't meditate I, i've tried it i've sat down it, it gives me anxiety i start right. getting fidgety i start freaking out and uh and that's just because of my you know is that correct and that's how it should be i don't think so mm-hmm. but like for me like the way like i meditate and like zone out it's like watching like shitty television or like playing like some stupid like Call of Duty like there's something it's mindless activities right because if you like walk up so to like me repetitive activity yeah, right if I'm watching like American Dad on you know who's sitting there just like spacing out and you were like come talk to me like it, I'd be like wait what because I'm just I'm barely watching it I'm literally just like I just want to turn off my brain same thing with like Call of Duty it's just like it's a repetitive action it's not frustrating for me right it's not like I don't really give a shit about the outcomes on it so it's just like I'm just sitting there running around you see a red target shoot 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 die shoot shoot and it's just like but it's just sitting there doing that and it's just spinning the wheel like Mm -hmm. not thinking about anything it's a it's it's literally a moment for me to like have just like absolute I wouldn't call it clarity but you're in flow, right? Exactly. It's it's, it, and I think you get the same thing at the gym. I actually don't get it at the gym. That's a lie. I'm I'm, my mind is running the entire time when I'm at the gym, and when I'm running, I'm just thinking about how much I'm sad that I'm running. But I think <laughs> well, that, that's the first five minutes every time. You know, it's just oh, five getting minutes, through that. Five minutes for you. I mean, I can. I think the the last time I ran like five miles, I was on like the four and a half mile mark, and I was just like, who the fuck decided we were doing this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yep. I mean, yeah, I think every, as long as you find that headspace, that time with yourself where you're not like being mm-hmm. forced to make decisions, I think that's what it I is. I think that's the best way to put yeah. it is the time when you're not forced to make decisions and get get into the right headspace. And of course, there's better options for like sleep and stuff like that, you know, like uh, unplug all that stuff. And it's uh, different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. But I'm forever going to be the one who's like okay i'm a part of the few and the proud i don't meditate right yeah Yeah, it's uh i mean i know people who they're super successful and uh their their life is going great and you're like they they like smoke weed like a couple times a week and that's like how they like recalibrate Mm -hmm. and uh i don't think that works for a lot of people i think a lot of people smoke too much (laughs) weed and you stop they do nothing (laughs) yeah exactly but these people are like super high functioning Mm -hmm. and they just like and their brain is going nine freaking hundred miles an hour right and they're doing stuff and then they like they get high and they sit in like a room and they just do nothing it must be like they're their uh time with themselves yeah they like almost have to retard their brain for a minute Mm -hmm. like to turn it off and then like they're like yeah and i feel great well that's like what meditating does yeah exactly right it it slows everything down and i mean from what i understand it's like that's what we're lacking in a lot of situations is that time with yourself where nothing else Mm -hmm. is going on because we're constantly engaged with our phones and with you know music the internet work um we never really have that time for those thoughts to come up and sometimes and here's the problem is a lot of the times people are afraid to be by themselves because they have like things that they're dealing with mentally that they haven't dealt with and it's like their subconscious is reminding them like i know people that are like they can't be by themselves because of that they can't stand it it's a problem it's a problem i mean i have that issue like the especially like uh like with like going to sleep yeah like laying in bed when i'm not tired like that's, part, that's probably what made working out such a consistent thing for me is because yeah. if I lay in bed and I'm not tired, 
it gets scary real quick, yeah. real quick, just sitting there with yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And other people sleep like a baby. I personally don't. And uh, you're right. I think that that's why people, they drown themselves in the social media. Yep. Um, you don't have to, then you don't have to exactly, do that. You don't have to think. You have to, yeah. When was the last time you worked out without headphones, like just by yourself? Because I had lost my headphones oh, for like man. two weeks. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Cardio or lifting? Because that's completely different. I did not do any cardio when I lost That would be my, impossible. I, 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 was, uh, I was not doing cardio without my headphones. That wasn't, yeah. I would just get bored. But I, I felt like I was a weirdo. I was walking around, everyone else had their headphones, and I found I was like looking at people more. Mm-hmm. And like, you're like, what the fuck's this guy looking at? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have headphones. <laughs> You have nothing else to do. I'm just yeah, here. Exactly. It's it, but it's. I, I highly recommend the next time you work out by yourself, just don't bring headphones. What about it, this? What if I weird. bring headphones and I don't put them in, play any music? I just have them in, like yeah, the douchey AirPod. Well, why do you need the AirPods without the music? Because this is what Dusty says. He says uh, Dusty Hanshaw says that he works out with his AirPods in without any music playing, so no one talks to him. But he he says the only sound he wants to hear is him his inner voice telling him to push harder. See. That's maybe, pretty hardcore. Maybe you just have a more approachable face or you know, know too many people at the gym because I like maybe my resting bitch. No one talks to me at the gym. <laughs> they look at me and they're like, yeah, fuck this guy. Maybe. Yeah, you, you know too many people. That's the problem. Every time I work out with you, you're like, fist bumps, fist bumps. Hey, man, what's up? Yeah. Well, I mean, I work there, so you know. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Running into people. I'm networking. Yeah. So I think it's funny that the, uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a mindset thing. And I think that when we're surrounding ourselves with different people and energies level, it's a, uh, do you find that, so you, you actually, this is a perfect example. So you work at the gym, right. you're surrounded by like all of this, these people who are like, at least in a, they're positive in like a athletic way. Mm-hmm. Do you find that being around them kind of like lifts you up and raises your energy level? Yes. I, I, I think you're, what you're saying is like, you know, the people that you surround yourself with, like the tight five people that you're around with, like affects your, yeah. you know, lifestyle and your energy. And I completely agree with that because I've noticed since I've been working at the gym, as opposed to, you know, more online and, you know, remotely that I'm surrounded by people, you know, who are living the same lifestyle and same goals, stuff like that. And I think, I guess if we want to go into the woo woo about it, you know, a little, we always go into the woo woo, you know, uh, you know, a little, uh, metaphysical side of this, I would say like, yeah, it probably ups your energy level on some frequency or another that I can't explain. But what I can see physically and quantifiably is I notice that I'm getting more meals in, I'm eating better because I'm around these people and I know that they're going to see me eating. And if I'm not eating out of Tupperware that they're going to be like, Oh, this, this guy's not serious. He's not oh, you see, know, prepping oh, this food. This isn't woo woo. Yeah. I was so. a sociology major. That is, this is where I come in the shine. <laughs> social deviancy. Yes. You have a group of people and you hang out with them and you like them. You want to be more like them. You want to yep. fit in more. And yep. almost you start holding yourself to a standard Yes, because you can hold yourself to a standard all day if you want to. But nothing drives you more than letting down your peers. Right. We want to appear like you know what the fuck you're doing. You want to appear like you're in. You, you want to be valuable. It. Exactly. Yeah. You want to be. You want other people to look at you and feel the same exact way. Yep. And I think stuff like that, like just like the eating well, working out, making sure you're on top of it. It's a uh, you know when I started working out with you, mm-hmm. I found that like my consistency has gone up tremendously because the accountability, it, it, right? Accountability. It's knowing yep. that like if I'm not doing it, like at some point you're going to start viewing me as a shit bag, and you're going to think like yeah well okay he says he does stuff he's not serious about it so you want to hold yourself to that right and i think that you know surrounding yourself by people who hold you to a standard Mm -hmm. is even if they truly don't even if you just if you think they do if if you think they do you're suddenly going to start doing a lot more and i think that's uh one of the i think that's one of the it's it's good to like work out with friends or like Mm -hmm. have a i think a lot of uh 
a peer you know, like a lot of yeah. younger people they want to have like they won't go to the gym without like a friend and uh i think that's can either be a really good thing or a really bad thing like for me like when i first started working out like early college i wasn't like a, i didn't work out much when i was younger right um i picked like the perfect workout partner um he was, he was he your professor he was my professor yeah he was he was, <laughs> the, he was the one who brought me into the fold but he was like a fucking manimal okay. okay so he was like he was going every single day he was going for like two hours a day right and there was never an excuse and if i had an excuse for him like he was like outwardly rude to me about <laughs> it like he was just like um okay i don't understand but like it sounds like fucking excuses to me so okay don't come then right like i don't need you to be there then wow. and i'm just like like, ouch. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I find a way to go. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I thought that was awesome because mm-hmm. like, that's what I respond to. So it's uh, but I think the, the other side of that is a lot of people will have like a gym partner who's right. not really committed and they really don't care. And they're just doing it because like, this sounds fun. And the second it gets uncomfortable or mm-hmm. important, they, they give up when they give up cause they don't have someone to go with. Good so gym partners. Rarity. That's it's for hard. Sure. It's hard scheduling, getting together. I and mean, that's where you kind of have to, like making oh god i always tell people like try and make friends at the gym i never do it myself mm-hmm. i'm like the biggest hypocrite about that like if someone wanted to be friends with me at the gym it'd be super hard like because right. if you walk up to me you could be like the nicest person in the world like like hey man i saw that you were doing the uh this this workout i just wanted to get some tips on that and i'm like sitting there like gorilla brain like who the fuck are you uh, i just pushed it i don't know what do you want yes yeah, go fast go fast i don't know get strong that's my recommendation get strong <laughs> But it's actually, that's like the best place where you could meet people and say like, okay, cool, I'm going to build like my little tribe here and this is going to be the people I'm going to have me help uh, hold accountable with. And I think that that kind of comes back like you and your effect on other people. Right. Like if you're, if you're going to, and this is, wow, maybe I'm talking to myself right now. It's like, how do you build up your friends around you? Like, do you, do you have like, do you try and like bring that energy to them and try and make it so that they're getting better too? I think that's the best way to do it because it's like that puts you more in the that leadership role uh, where you're, you know, just like what you're saying, if people, perce- if you think that people perceive you as a certain way and you want to maintain that, you're going to maintain a standard. Now, here, another way to do it is if you perceive yourself as a leader, you're like, I am, you know, this, the commander of this mission, or I am like the uh, CEO of this startup or something like mm-hmm. that. If that's what you are mentally framing yourself, you're going to picture yourself as that role and hold yourself to that standard, even if you're not there yet. So, like say you're a junior leader and you're like I have to be better and set the standard and lead these guys or everyone else more professionally than and hold myself to a higher standard than what they are at now that knowledge is going to give yourself a model to shoot for even if you aren't there yet it's still something that you can picture yourself doing and because of that you have a frame of reference in which to grade yourself and it's like it's creating a culture it's, right if you don't like you what's going on around you if you kind of try to be what you want to see around you and people start drifting in your direction yeah so you want to be surrounded by people who work hard and want to be successful and are you know positive if you are that person you will turn other people that way or at bare minimum you're going to find more people that right. way and uh, i think that people forget like you know if you if you're not doing the things that you expect from other people then you have no right to those you no know, types of actions true so if you're not being like you know an awesome significant other if you're not being a hard worker if you're not being a good friend and you expect the people around you to be that way you get in what you put out right? exactly yeah it'll, it'll full circle it yeah. always comes <laughs> exactly. full circle it always does <laughs> repeating theme must must be a 
matrix or something matrix. It's a simulation it's, this is the simulation <laughs> yeah, yeah i i think that i think that that's probably the at the end point there is just like you know you have these energy levels mm-hmm. and you're going to have to deal with what you have biologically. Right. And there's things that you can do to make it better. Right. Oh, one thing I forgot to touch on on that was like when I was going off in the leadership thing, it's like, do you feel like if when you're in charge that you have more energy than everyone else out of like necessity? So yes, yes and no. It depends on who you are. I think, yeah. I think, uh, I think there's this whole concept of rising to the occasion. Right. Because I'm, I am not what I would call like a nonstop happy guy, mm-hmm. but what I have is sort of a, uh, when, you know, I'm in a management position or a leadership position, um, I actually kind of have like a cowl I throw over and I get like pretty hyped on stuff and right. I am always really positive and I fake it hard right? because and it works and it works. And, it, and honestly, I don't feel like I'm faking it when I'm doing it. I just, I'm making an active decision yeah. that I'm going to be in a good mood and that does affect other people i find some people get annoyed by it. i don't give a shit about them those are the people who are grumpy yeah, like, already yeah go fucking kick rocks uh, i've been there but i'm <laughs> so. having a bad time i don't care i don't care if you're having a bad time so you're yeah. gonna pretend to have a good time with me or you can have a bad time and get dragged along yeah, yeah. either way like i, I don't care <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's even better is because like i don't get my feelings hurt because i'm also having a bad time but we're gonna pretend it's good but you have to rise to the occasion so you end up throwing on the good time yeah face. i think that's uh, as like a for people who are in manager positions or want to be in a manager position, I don't think that anyone can ever argue the fact that if you can have a good time in a bad situation, then you're going to look better. You're going to feel better. I think that one of the reasons I like do, I always, I always love interviews for jobs. Mm-hmm. Like people seem to hate them. Yeah. And that's because I go into interviews and I decide how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I decide that I'm going to have a good time. I decide I like that, that it's going to be, it's not going to be a serious thing. Like it just isn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And you go in there, you tell them the facts, you ask a lot of questions and you make it like a human experience. And it's a lot better. And you can apply that to so many things. Like oh, yeah. if you think about how much you hate going to the gym, you're going to have a bad time. But so if you true. just go and you say like, yeah, we're going to have a good workout. Just like those little tiny kind things. Mentally frame it beforehand. Oh, mental, yeah. Mental framework is, I think, one of the things that many of us don't appreciate or it's actually take advantage of. They don't, te- they don't teach you that in school. But I think they try so to. Important. I think they freaking try to. I think that it's just, uh, it's hard. It's, yeah. You have to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not one of those things of like, stop taking your medication. You're now going to be happy because you've decided to. But you can have a serious effect. Mm-hmm. So... That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. It's, it really builds into, you know, an energy reserve that I've noticed. Like I've been out in the field or like on a mission and it's like the fact that I knew that I was in charge of people and that like potentially their lives were, you know, at risk toward via my decision that gave me more mental than because of that physical energy to mm-hmm. perform at uh, as high as level as I could. And I mean, I don't, what what I think is like I probably had that energy in me somewhere. It's just it was hard to to tap into it without that extra external motivation. Yeah, I think that's a. I think I'm the same way. And some people are always like you know some people are more selfish than others. Some people are more in tune with others. But if you are the type of person who really cares about other people or like you really mm-hmm. want that you care about that group at least, right? You're gonna be able to find it and you're yeah. gonna be able to figure it out. It's a uh, and that maybe that's a good indicator if you should stay doing something. Like you know if you're at your job and you're in a situation where you're thinking like you know if I could just like 
pull my head out of my ass and you know get positive about this mm-hmm. this would be a lot better and you just physically can't yeah maybe you shouldn't be there yeah and that's not that's fit. not even a commentary on you that's a commentary on your situation like it's like okay are you actually happy with what you're doing right like is that something you want to be doing because it's might be time to reconsider mm-hmm. yeah so true man it's such a craziness like how you know doing all these different small mental tasks and mental like uh routines makes such a big difference it's like learning yourself and the experience on how you react to these situations is invaluable yeah yeah it's just uh that's i think that's the hard part is just figuring out what works for you right and uh, unfortunately everyone's selling a pre-canned this is how you solve your problems exactly it's like you know some people don't like set positive self-talk and and smiling through the pain some people are just like no they're just like they're a grumpy person Mm -hmm. but they can look at it objectively and get through it like you don't have to it's not necessarily some people always like oh fake it till you make it well sometimes you can't sometimes you just have to be real with it right and that but that's okay and you can frame it in a way that doesn't make it toxic or uh counterproductive you can make it work yeah I got a questionable uh, topic that okay, you might be up for. Questionable? Oh, God. Okay, so this this could bring a little heat our way, but... Uh, oh, is it? You know I love heat. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not fun without some risk, right? God, I like you shaved it for the last uh, like yeah. hour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, if you're still with us. If you're still with us, uh, try, this, try this little nugget. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think that... All, like for the majority of cases, of course there's outliers. Let's ignore the outliers on this one. For the majority of cases, do you feel like depression may be caused by inactivity or like unhappiness with your direction and purpose in life? Or I, just lack of meaning in general? I have an opinion on this because depression is at a much higher diagnosis rate than it was ever before. And I think that it's not fake diagnoses. diagnoses I don't know. Right. Um, I don't think they're fake. I think that we've just created a society that conditions us to more easily become depressed. So back in the day, and you're living in a small town without social media or the internet and stuff, life was just what it was. Right. You had no one to compare yourself to, but everyone around you. So you're like, you know, you're in your young 20s, you're, you know, a relatively fit young guy, and everyone around you is either like an old dude or other dudes your age maybe, and like the guy who's like better than you is not that much better than you. Right. Because you just live in your town. And, and if he only... is that much better, then he's Michael Jordan. Exactly. And he's a rock star because he and came from your town. Exactly. But now, but <laughs> yeah. now you go on social media and you can, yeah. you have to compare yourself to all these people who are curating their feed mm-hmm. so that it shows their life to be exactly perfect and for like people my age i don't give a shit right like it's fine if i know you're fucking lying for the most part but for kids especially we're talking like you know early high school middle school even they're seeing this they're taking it as reality and they're saying like my life blows i'm not doing anything i want i'm not achieving goals like these people my body sucks my life sucks everything sucks it's like dude first of all you're like 14 (laughs) right and you have a lot of time to figure it out most of the, and the other thing is, unfortunately, now you're getting this lens on people who are born wealthy and they're always going to be wealthy and they can do whatever right. they want. The fact that they can take like a three year gap mm-hmm. to just go travel and take awesome pictures. It's like you used to not be exposed to that. Right. You used to not see that. And now you're seeing how many people there are. And it's like, well, they could go to Coachella every year and they're going to all these awesome festivals and they're so hot. And is, well, yeah, well, first of all, like, you know, Mom and dad front that bill on that. Right. Um, they really only went to college because, you know, it was fun. 
and they have they got their mom and dad to pay for a nose job boob job i don't know a nutritionist a trainer right it's like yeah i'm sorry that's just how it is well those people more often than not are more depressed than the normal people yeah there's like some studies on that wasn't yeah there? it's like the when they say the most depressed demographic out there is like a middle-aged upper middle class white man mm. you know that not that you know it's a it's a it's a meaning thing because for me like you know i was uh I was I, so I was like diagnosed with like general anxiety and uh, ADD or whatever, and I it was funny about that whole diagnosis because I was always like that's not real, and then like they talked to the doctor for like way too long, and I was like oh shit, maybe I'm, <laughs> like, oh, I, nope. I, might, I might be fucked up, <laughs> and uh, it was so I I think that I would have actually ended up being diagnosed with uh, like you know depressive symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say for sure because I wasn't actually diagnosed because I uh, I lied on the uh, the paperwork as right. far as they were asking stuff because you know I was trying to get into the army and if right. you get diagnosed that before you're in Ooh. that can get you booted like yeah, you can it can it can uh, so i got i i edged around all of that and i didn't mm-hmm. find out about the anxiety and stuff until after i was in because i felt comfortable going like and getting going, and going and getting it figured out right and uh but it was it, but it's one of those things where it's like just because you have a diagnosis or just because you think you have that diagnosis that you're avoiding it doesn't mean that it has to halt your life or right. the way you do things and i had to find uh, i i find that things were more difficult for me than other people right but I also feel like it gave me a lot of context and a lot of meaning. What pulls you out of that? Like, I don't think anything, time? I don't think that anything pulls you out of it. I think is that's it something like we need to accept. waiting it out, kind of? I, it's not even a waiting it out. I think that, like, when I say that I'm just, like, kind of, like, a low-energy person, Yeah. I just, for me, being unhappy mm-hmm. is normal. And okay. that's, but for me, it's okay. So that's, uh, it's, it's not to a level, if it ever got to a level where it was awful. Right. I would go t- talk to somebody or I'd go get the medications, but I don't feel that I'm at that level. And okay. I know that I have the resources. I know that I have the support system where I can talk to people. I see what you're saying. So like, I'm very, very, very fortunate that I have yeah. those. But I think that it's one of those things of we don't need to look at it as like a, you, you are broken. You need to be fixed mm-hmm. all the time. I think that it's like, go and get the help you need. Right. Um, if you need to be medicated, if you need to like uh, have a therapist, awesome, super with it. Let's get you where you need to be. But we don't need to view those people like they're wrong or like they're not, not. They're not yeah. fitting into like a mold for it. So I think it's uh, I think it's almost taking like some agency over it. Right. And, uh, you know, there are people who are, I would say, misdiagnosed mm-hmm. and they almost use it as an excuse. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it out loud. Like, I know people who like they're like, yeah, well, I have depression. It's like, no, you're just a piece of shit. Right. Like you just suck and you're not doing anything and you're not. And that's why you're sad. Right. Because there's nothing going on in your life and you have nothing to be happy about. That's what I'm talking about right here. You know, it's like that's what I think is the majority of the cases, like besides the people who are living with something, you know, that they uh, are not doing anything. And it's like, just like what you're saying, it's like, yeah, it might be harder for you, but you're still like going out there, you're accomplishing goals and you're, you know, trying to improve what areas you can. And I feel like people who don't do that at all and just give up on everything, they just fall into that like self-diagnosed depression like you're talking about, you know? Yeah. It's uh, I think just, there's a difference between your body not producing enough serotonin and then you not doing anything to produce it. Exactly. Exactly. It's (laughs) uh, sitting at home all day doing nothing and hating other people isn't going to solve your problems. And, uh, it's it's interesting you know i have some some friends who are diagnosed and they're on medication and like you know it's hard right it's hard for them yeah. and uh and it's you know we sit down we talk about it and like there's some failures that they have that like i personally can't relate to mm-hmm. and i'm just like look dude you just need to fucking do this yeah and but like you know it's harder but you know at the end of the day they they feel like shit they'll go through an episode and i'm there to support them right. and uh they'll 
you know, however long it takes them to, you know, get back on the horse, they always come back. Right. You know, like right. job hunts are harder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being able to go to work is harder. Being able to uh, achieve is more difficult. And just because they're failing, you know, they have that support system. They have that. They have those people around them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying like, okay, that's fine. It's fine that you failed. Right. Let me know when you're ready to try again. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's for me, the most important part. I like that. Take the time you need. And uh, I think, oh man, if I, I think if I had to end on anything, it's like, just don't compare yourself to other people. Right. Like, you so know, true. you know, if you're doing your hardest mm-hmm. and deep down in, in the pit of soul, those people who are, you know, full of shit and those people who actually have like a, a true, you know, difficulty, right. they know who they are. Yeah. And there's some people who, who are going to have the imposter syndrome. Like, you know, that was me for a long time. It was just like, like, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just a lazy piece of shit or I can't focus. It's just, it's my fault. You're taking responsibility. It's really hard to lie to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, there, there's a long time where I just thought like, I barely passed college, man. I was terrible at college. And it wasn't because I didn't understand stuff. I just didn't do stuff Mm -hmm. all the time. I just had, I had trouble focusing. I would, you know, have those like like these, I wouldn't call them a panic attack. Right. (laughs) I would call like a, a panic recession i would literally just sit and do nothing for like hours and just mm-hmm. like stare at the wall because yeah. like there was just so much to do that i couldn't do anything oh man but and then i later found out like that's not normal <laughs> like that's not how it's supposed to be <laughs> and uh so it was i get that too people who like you know like hey maybe you do have a problem mm-hmm. and that's okay that you do right and you did something about it and then you moved on and achieved so yeah i mean it's uh, i think it's anyone can do this i support you Right. Yeah. No. It's it's uh it's an interesting topic. I don't even think that's inflammatory. I, I think that a lot of people, the people who do get offended by that stuff, yeah. are the ones who I think are freaking full of shit. <laughs> they're, like, they're the ones that are are faking it. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like I, I think that it's just like, and there's some people who have it for real, and then but they still just they like, ah, oh, man, I want to be a dick about it. But some people they like having their crutch. Right. They like some people actually have the diagnosis. Like, yeah, dude, you haven't freaking you haven't been able to produce a happy hormone in the last 10 years. And they're just like, cool, I'm never going to have to do anything ever again. I'm just going to be sad. And she's like, it's an easier way out. It's not an excuse. It's a diagnosis. It's not an excuse. Yeah. There's people who like have no legs that are out there working out. There's people who like are coming from impoverished countries in Africa and have literally zero opportunities and zero, like um, they should have zero ability to succeed. And they kind of like, they figure it out. If anything, you've got the, uh, skill and experience mentally grounding yourself that someone who all of a sudden in their like mm-hmm. midlife hits a random depression has no idea how to deal with exactly you know? like if you're depressed and you get that yeah go help other people that are depressed there's like right. dude, there's like little jobs like, like suicide hotlines stuff like that like yeah. if you if you can do nothing else just like go online go on reddit if you see someone who's sad like go on there and be like hey man i get it um right. shoot me a message if you're ever feeling down right like this just these super like i'm not even asking like for someone to do anything seriously impactful but actually at that that tiny level like have you ever just had someone like walk up to you like they're like, you're just having a bad day and like they're you're walking she's an old lady walking around like hi how are you and they smile and he's like holy shit like i don't know why i just needed that like right. that just made me feel really good like i feel like glad that someone noticed and said that mm-hmm. they were like i like, hope you have a good day it's crazy it's just like the universe reminding you you know like, like hey bro people don't it's suck. cool <laughs> like people don't always suck You'll be all right. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's go and close it out. You want to give your information? Yeah. So uh, thanks, guys, for listening. That's another episode for us for Back in Session. Uh, my name is Wes Kendall. I am a master fitness trainer at the 301st and five-star trainer. You can follow me at WKendall, K-E-N-D-L-E underscore M-F-T on Instagram. My Thank name, you, guys. Oh, yeah. My name is Dimitri Sebastian. I have less certifications. You can find me at Dimitri Sebastian on Instagram, and I look forward to talking to you guys again.